Hey, let me show you something. Come on. Come on. All right, welcome back. Episode 109. Um, doing a football preview today. NFL starts on Thursday night. Chiefs and Lions on Peacock, I think. But uh, I want to do a little intro because we have a big announcement, major announcement for the show. First off, make sure you watch Summer Smash Episode 7. It is out now. It drops Saturday night. It is featuring Michael Scarlett and my dad, Armin Boyajan, playing for the grand title of uh, – Chaotically Intolerant Classic Champion. But that's not what I'm talking about. We are launching a brand new website for the Chaotically Intolerant podcast. Um, it is chaoticallyintolerant.com. At the time that you are listening to this, it is live now. Um, just type in any web browser, chaoticallyintolerant.com, um, and you'll be able to access the website. I'm going to go through the website real quick with you before we jump into the football. So let's go. Um all right, so homepage, obviously, you have the logo, right? Scroll down, you'll have the latest episode of Chaotically Intolerant, which right now that, well, at the time of this recording, it was 108. Newest Summer Smash at the time of this recording, it was episode six. Um, and then you drop down, we have a blog now um, that we'll be releasing. We'll have different football articles, baseball um, current events stuff where we want more writers. So if anybody's interested in writing on something that you're passionate about, we want to try and avoid politics as much as we can. Um, we will have you join our blog. We have our about us about the chaotically intolerant podcast. Um, some pictures of us here, me, I'm on the homepage, you know, um, and then we have our Instagram feed. Um, and then obviously at the sus subscribe newsletter, when you visit the home or visit the website, please go and subscribe to our newsletter. Um, we're going to have a newsletter eventually. And then we have all of our social media. So if YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter or X, it's probably going to go back to Twitter, to be honest. Um, let's go to the blog. So there's only one blog up right now. We'll have a lot more up. Um, you know, it's just episode 108, um, the blog that I put out for that. Then our podcast episodes. This is going to update every week with a new episode. This, our Apple podcast, it also updates every single week. And then our Spotify will also update every single week with the new episode. So by the time you visit it, um, you will be able to see episode 109 on here. Summer Smash. It has our newest episode with the description. You have what Summer Smash is about and what the Chaotically Intolerant Classic is about. Um the governing bodies, which you can see here, Michael Scarlett did win. Um, spoiler alert. And we have some history behind it. 
And then every single episode of Summer Smash or the Chaotically Intolerant Classic is available on this page. Obviously, it is available on our YouTube channel, but you can go to our page um, and just see it on here. Tech Mobile. Yes, Tech Mobile still does happen. Um, I haven't been able to do much with it as of late just because of my commitment to Summer Smash and getting everything else done there. Um, we have our description of the current season. This is our current season, season two, and then our past season, um, season one. All of the personalities. So these are more of the recurring personalities that we have. Um, the people who basically, you know, work for us, obviously me. Um, and we have Layton. You all know Layton. Angel, you all know Angel. I know Angel hasn't been on in a while. Um, I think just some, we've made some changes to how we do things, but Angel is still our friend. He's still our guy. He's still still a part of the show. Um, and Michael, which you're going to be able to hear. Um, you know, you know, football is back when you hear his voice. Well, football is back, so you're going to hear his voice. And then finally, we have the Hall of Fame. Um, Chaotically Intolerant Hall of Fame is a way to honor those who must be mentioned when telling a story of Chaotically Intolerant. So we have not, obviously, we have not, elected other people um you know this is the class of 2023 basically the beginning we do our election uh, at the end of the year every year so obviously if you guys listen to that episode me Layton, angel uh keem davis gaither and roscoe nash all were the inaugural class of the 2023 chaotically intolerant hall of fame um so this is a massive massive thing for us this website is massive. It's going to help us grow even more. Um, we're going to look more professional uh, because I want to be more professional. I want to I want to build this into something big. Everybody kind of knows that. I want this to be a business more than just a little podcast that I do every week. I put a lot of work and a lot of effort into this show. So I hope this can, can build our name even more. Um, I want to thank you all for watching over these past two years now. It's been over two years. We didn't really do a second anniversary episode i didn't really find it to be that special it's just year two um every year we're, we're just moving forward we're doing something new and and that's kind of what this is this is our newest big thing um basically it's going to launch us into the next era of chaotically intolerant we're going to be getting into writing i love to write about the things that i love um, and i want to get more people more personalities into this into this world into the world of chaotically intolerant Hopefully I can bring on some some new people that you guys recognize and some um, some old people. So uh, I'm really excited to have this. And, um, you know, again, thank you to everybody who has been a part of the journey. Um, and you know what? Uh, let me let me show you guys our smartphone because you're going to be able to look at it on a smartphone as well. Um, it's not just going to be some crappy website. Uh you know, it's, it's going to look like the computer version. Um, it's going to be a little different. So let me just share that screen here. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you go through, it's, it's all the same information, obviously. That's, that's what you should expect. It's not going to change. The information isn't going to change based on smartphone or computer, but this is just a look at it here. And I will actually click on this. I mean, you guys should know what this is podcast episode summer smash the only thing that does look different are the videos um i like the images we got here uh i need to move that down actually just a little bit um and then the hall of fame picture it just gets 
crushed a little bit, but it's okay. Um, so again, thank you all for watching and going on this journey with us that we've been doing. I promise you it's going to be worth your while. So um, thank you all for paying attention to that little bit. It's been about seven minutes, a little longer than I thought. But I want you guys to go ahead, listen to this football preview, um, and let's have some fun this season, huh? All right, welcome back to Chaotically Intolerant, episode 109. If you recognize that face, that's Michael Sepp. That means football is back. It is officially back. Uh, this is the last Monday you'll have without football for the next five months. Um, and then last Tuesday and last Wednesday, and then Thursday, football. Football is here. So we're doing our preview episode, uh, probably one of my favorite episodes of the year, just because because it means football's back. Yeah. Wow. It's, I mean, just feels like it starts earlier every year, ends later every year. Of course, it's a longer season now, so there's some truth to that. Soon it'll be 18, week, 18 games, and yep. we'll have football year-round. I mean, they're going to do 52-week seasons <laughs> in a few years. Might as well. Jonathan Taylor is going to be running around with uh, torn, torn Achilles, and he's still somehow – he's going to be bionic, and he's still going to somehow – you know, rush for 300 yards. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get this thing started. I guess let's um, give me give me a hot take you got. Let's start it off hot. What's a hot take for this season? Oh, hot take. Oh, geez. Um, don't ask me why, but I feel like the Atlanta Falcons are going to be good in the South. That division is not good. It's not so. good, so they, they have a chance to be good by default, I think, because everyone will say the Saints will be the team probably. I'm sure I'll be wrong. But, you know, I got like you said, it's a hot take. It's the first one I could think of off the top of my head. I think the – I mean, the Falcons, they showed a lot of they, – they showed competence last year at the end of the year, I think. So that's not, that's not really a, a shock, to say the least. Um I don't know if this is a hot take, but for me, I think uh, the Cardinals head coach is going to get fired mid-year. So it'll be that He's, bad? It'll be like Nathaniel Hackett 2.0? Yeah, I think I, – I don't know if you saw his hype-up speech for the Cardinals. No. It was it was not good. <laughs> I can probably it? pull it up here. Can we see a winless team? Will we see a winless team? Ooh. Well – that's tough because you would say the Cardinals, but they also get to play the Rams. Who are they? Real? I mean, I don't. I can't really see the Rams being that good. Um, I feel like the Colts will win a couple. I'm. I'm not high on the Colts. I'm. I'm not high at all on them. It's just really tough to, to look at any team and say they won't win a football game. And I know there are some bad teams out there. I mean, I'm looking in the South. I feel like they'll beat up on each other a lot. Uh, I mean, the Cardinals are the closest thing to it, I think. Close, definitely, definitely. I think that's the team going into the year that is the favorite to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling up uh, Rich Gannon's pipe up speech for the Cardinals. No, not Rich Might as well be. Jonathan Gannon. Oh, Jonathan Gannon. Whoops. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Do you have fire in your gut? 
<laughs> We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. Yeah, that really makes me want to win a football game. Definitely. Yeah, Put my the, life on the line. The blank expressions. Let's fast forward to the cards being division champs, and then we'll look back at that. <laughs> they'll, they'll, say, they'll say they were... Um, their emotions were very settled. There was there was never too high or too low if they win that division. That's what they'll say. Maybe a lot of them did take the bus to get there and hit too close to home. I don't know. They probably can't afford to to buy a car with all those practice squad players that the the Cardinals have. I mean, when he right. when he said when he put his hand behind his head in the speech, I was like, that that is a guy who's not confident at no. all. He he's does not. He doesn't even think he's going to win a game this year. So yeah, tough look. Um, all right, well, let's just jump into these teams. Uh, AFC East, just talk. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bills, they like, I, I can never trust them. I mean, they got all the talent, they got, they got their big offensive weapon, they got Von Miller healthy, right? That was a big loss last year. I think the Bills will be good, but you just wonder year after year after year with disappointment, and it's a franchise that's built around disappointment. Does that add up and just take its toll at some point? I mean, it's great. DeMar Hamlin's back playing. Um, I see them in like the low double-digit range of wins. I, I think they'll have their hands full now that the division is is better with, you know, Miami and the Jets being competent. Even New England, you never know what you're going to get from the Patriots. I, I see the Bills as a good, maybe even a really good, but not a great team. Yeah, I think um... – it's getting the, the the same old trope is getting tired. I feel like every year in the preseason we say it's it's a must, you know, Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust. And, you know, the next year we can't believe in the, you know, if, if they don't win it this year, they're never going to win it. And every year we just come right back around. Uh, the DeMar Hamlin thing, it's good to see him playing. He wasn't like a major role player on their defense or like he wasn't like a major player. I think it's okay to say that. Like, I don't think him being gone is a massive blow, I guess, to, to the defense. Um, obviously, more, when it happened, for the morale, it was horrible, a horrible blow. But they went out and they beat the Patriots that next week. Um, but I think just skill-wise, if you look at his plus-minus, he's probably around a even plus-minus of what he adds to takes away from that defense. So, the Bills... You know, I, I just I, I'm getting tired of hearing the they got to win this year. They got to win this year. They they don't do it this year. I'm never believing in them again. Yeah. I'll say that They'll they don't do it this year. I'll never believe in them again. They at least have to get there for me to say, OK, they're they can make another step or they got to beat the Chiefs uh, in the playoffs. And we'll count. That yeah, as I mean, ball. you have to. And, and you can't get embarrassed by the Bengals either. You, I think you have to beat the Chiefs and the Bengals for me to really believe. Even if they lose the Super Bowl, but they beat the Chiefs and the Bengals, then I say, okay, this team's really good. They'll they'll go out and get it next year. Yeah. Um, to the next one, the Jets. This is the most interesting team in football, I think, right now. Um, they have a lot of old guys and a lot of young guys. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is obviously the the number one guy that you think of when you think of the Jets. The Jets are a disappointing, disappointing franchise. 
throughout history. They have been the only, I mean, their Super Bowl with Joe Namath over the Colts. Yeah. You know, 68. I wasn't even alive, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know what to say about the Jets yet. There's, there's not much you can really say about them. I think uh, I've only gotten through one episode of Hard Knocks. I like I like the look and feel of the team. I like the coach. You know, for he's like the anti Jonathan Gannon. He he they will run through a brick wall for Robert Sala. I think there's a rejuvenation for the Jets. I think it's going to take them like half a season. You know, a lot of times quarterback comes in, there's a lot of hype. I could see the Jets struggling early and starting to put it together late. Um, I wouldn't count them out of winning the AFC East. I mean, this isn't the old school Tom Brady days where you have to win. 12 or 13 games to win a division title. I mean, 10 and 7, 11 and 6 might be good enough for the Jets. Um, but I see them I see them as a team that could make some noise. You know, can they get past all the hype? Aaron Rodgers loves this. I mean, he, like, is loving living in New York, loves the hype, loves the attention. He's going to the Knicks games. He's going he's to going Yankee to, games. He, yeah, he was at the Tonys or, or something or one of those award shows. He's just really loving um, – you know, big city life. And so we'll see, we'll see how much he loves it if they struggle, but if they do well, I mean, he's just on cloud nine. I'll say this. I mean, being in green Bay, your entire career, green Bay is probably the smallest city to to mm-hmm. have an NFL team. I mean, the entire city revolves just around that team. There's no other team in, in green Bay. So I would understand him being really excited to get out or just, just get the hell out of, out of green Bay and into a big, I mean, going from the smallest to the biggest market in, in football and in sports really is, is a big change. I think he's enough of a veteran where that won't affect him. I feel like he's actually going to play really well and you're going to be able to point to him and say, he's playing well, but the jets aren't as good. It's, it's almost like, with with Mike Trout uh, or Shohei when, you know, the Angels will go and win 10 in a row when both of those guys are out. Right. And it's like, well, obviously they did because they're just expecting Trout and Shohei to, to win every game for them. Um, I think that's going to be the same situation at least early on. And, and you know, I agree with you, though. They'll, they'll probably hit some sort of stride late in the year. I think they might get into the wild card. Um, Miami. This is another – I mean, just the AFC East in general is one of the more polarizing, I think, divisions in, in the league where you could point to every team and say they're going to be really good or they could be really, really bad, and Miami is one of those. Um, their offensive line play has been horrible in camp. I mean, Tua is is borderline going to some sort of rehab facility for, for all of his brain injuries, and they can't get an offensive line to protect the poor guy. Um their, their skill players are the best in football, no doubt about it. And if they would have added Jonathan Taylor, they would have been light years ahead of anybody else. But can they protect Tua? That's that's the biggest question going into the season. If they can't protect him and he's out for more than two games, they won't make the playoffs. No, they uh, they. I'm surprised they didn't invest more in the offensive line because this kid's like going to be at the end of his – career pretty soon if he's if he takes another injury and the dolphins are like they embody you know the miami the la's of the world those cities they have all the flash but no none of the substance miami has been you talk about the jets being disappointment i feel like the dolphins have been a disappointment almost every year and just teasing their fans and if it's so many back in the day 10 and 6 9 and 7 seasons win a wild card game get crushed in the division round those dolphins and 
Um, I mean, their backup situation's not great. I mean, they played decently in that playoff game against the Bills. Right? Who was that uh, uh, that was playing? Skyler Thompson. Thompson. Wow. Uh, but that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it if he has to go in there. I think the Dolphins again. They'll be you know nine and eight, ten and seventeen, same old, same old. But it'll come down to you know quarterback play, not getting it done. Defense will melt down late in the year. It's Miami. No team perfects the December January swoon quite like the Miami Dolphins. Well, and you also have to point to they play in Florida. Mm-hmm. They don't deal with the cold. And they're in the AFC East where every other team, you have to go to the cold. Yeah. They don't play well in the cold. They're they're like they're like the Colts. The Colts play when they would go to New England in December with, with Peyton Manning, they would always get their asses kicked. Same thing with Luck when they would have to go to New England. They can't play in the cold. They can't play in the snow. So it's it, it makes a lot of sense that they just completely collapse in those winter months. Um, and then New England. This is one of those teams. I mean, I think it's just the Patriot logo that I look at and I'm like, well, they can't be bad. They're the Patriots. Right. right? But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to buy in. They got Zeke and old Zeke, obviously. Um, but I'm starting to buy in a little bit on these Patriots. They only got one quarterback on the roster, and that's my Mac Jones. Shocking release of Bailey Zappi, in my opinion. Yeah, I was surprised about that. They'll pick somebody up. Maybe Tom Brady will come back. But I uh, don't think that the Pats are going to be bad. I can't I can't see Belichick having another. You know, because if they have a bad year, like you'd almost have to start thinking about what does this mean for Bill Belichick, right? They would have yeah. missed – since Brady left, they missed the playoffs, what, 21 um, – in 20 and in 22, so two out of three. So this would be three out of four years if they missed the postseason again. Um, but the Pats relish the underdog role. Usually it's, you know, if you ever pick them to be bad, that's when they that's when they seem to do well. I trust Belichick to get his defense right. I do. I don't know about Mac Jones and if he gets hurt, they're in big trouble. But with Ezekiel Elliott, with some of those weapons, a Hunter Henry on offense, they're – I think the Pats will be sneakily in the mix in the AFC East. Talking about them being the underdog, I mean, they the birth of Kareem Hunt was like that that really infamous. The Patriots are done. Tom Brady is done. They I think they beat the Pats like thirty-five to ten on Monday night football or something like that. Yeah, and then Brady just went off. Mm-hmm. They did the same they did the same thing they always do. So I I will never, in my heart and soul, I will never count out the Patriots. Even 20 years from now, when Bill Belichick is gone and Tom Brady is actually starting to age, mm-hmm. I'll still say, well, they're the Patriots. I mean, you can't, you can never count them out. Yeah, well, they've um, earned that right by winning six championships in the, you know, two decades span. So, yeah. Uh, AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers. Can't, I don't now they're the same I, team. I, it's like saying the Patriots. You see that logo, you can never assume they're going to be bad. They Tomlin's never had a losing season. Yeah. Uh, Tomlin, you know, I mean, he's never had a losing season, but he hasn't had spectacular seasons. I mean, I remember when they went 11-0, and and they lost to the football team at the time, mm-hmm. I think. And then they lost like those five straight. They were 11 and five. Then they went in, played Cleveland, got their ass kicked against Cleveland. Um, I'm a huge believer in George Pickens. Last year, he was a phenom. At Georgia, he was a monster. He was on that national title team. And 
he can be a difference maker on the offense, but is Pickett going to make the step up? That's the big question. I mean, that's that's going to be the big question for a lot of different teams. Are these young quarterbacks going to make the step up? And Kenny Pickett had a great, you know, the Steelers were great down the stretch. I mean, they they practically played their heart and soul out just so Mike Tomlin could have another winning season. Um, <laughs> can I believe in them to win the AFC North? No, but they'll. I feel like again, it's the same thing every year. They'll be in it down the stretch. Yeah, they're. they're I, I cannot see them being worse than nine and eight, although I can't see them maybe being better than like 11 and six. Again, they're in a tough division, um, but they're, you know, they're built to play in, in the cold months. I think the it'll be interesting to see how well they run the ball. Cause that's always the, the that's always the Steeler way. You know, that even all those great teams have always had good running games, but I liked Kenny. P- I mean, you know, being a Ravens fan, I don't want to see the Steelers do well, but I liked what I saw from Kenny Pickett down the stretch. And, you know, the Steelers, they just have a way with these young quarterbacks, right? They know how to develop guys. They know how to put talent around them, unlike Miami with Tua. I think you're looking at another Tomlin winning season, even if it's not a spectacular one. I would say if you're in a fantasy draft, which I, I don't think anybody should be drafting in fantasy, like, before or before – like the first week before the the season, you know, you should be doing it within seven days of game one. Um, I would be looking for Kenny Pickett in the late rounds because I don't think a lot of, a lot of novices aren't going to take him. but I would look for Kenny um, in that late late round, just to have your second quarterback. And, you know, if you miss on him, you miss on him. No, nobody's going to care, but if you hit on him, it's going to be a big hit because I think he'll compliment Najee Harris very well. Uh, Cleveland, you know, Deshaun Watson, man, <laughs> he looked horrible last year. Um, I, I I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, though, last year, because he didn't play in a year. What do you expect from a guy who hasn't played in a year? I mean, this is going to be the real test. I think you really don't know anything about a team anyways until the first six games, like after those first six games. That's when teams really find their way. I mean, when I hear somebody say this team sucks because of week two, like, what, what are you talking about? These guys are just still figuring it out. Um, you know, ever, again, I think like the last, ever since Baker really came to Cleveland, the media wants you to believe in Cleveland. They really want you to. I just, I can never do it. I just can't see that, that Brown holding up a, holding up a Super Bowl trophy, even, even like a division championship. I, I can't see it, especially in that division. No, no, no chance. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like we were talking about the Steelers and the Patriots, and then the Browns are like the anti of that. When you see that logo, you just can't believe in him. You could put the 85 Bears on that team, and it just wouldn't feel good. I mean, you know, they'll be a little better with Watson. They picked up a few guys, um, free agency. You know, they had Amari Cooper from um, last year, and then, and then, uh, yeah, I like like the Juan Thornhill pickup, for example, in their secondary. But like, do you really trust in that Browns culture? I mean, yeah, they Nick Chubb. To me, like their ceiling is like eight or nine wins. It's still Stefanski, right? Yeah, I feel like he's just a guy that that gets fired every year, or I yeah. hear his name like he should be on the hot seat every year, and he just doesn't get fired. It just sounds like a name that's like a one and done head coach, but he's somehow stuck around for a while. Yeah. Which, I mean, when you beat the, I mean, they should build him a statue for beating the Steelers in the playoffs in Pittsburgh. They ended that drought, and they yeah, actually won in Pittsburgh in a post. Of course, no one was there to see it, but still, 
right? That was 2020. So, and then uh, they almost beat Kansas City too. Yeah, the fumble at the one yard line, right? That 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 play that changed and they couldn't stop Henny on the third and long, right? Yeah, that was there. You know, the Browns should know better than anyone. You get there, you better take advantage of that opportunity because you don't know if it's going to happen again. And sure enough, it hasn't happened again. So, and then I think I think they ended up playing. Who did the Chiefs play in the AFC Championship that year? That, oh, was that the Houston the year? No, they smoked the Bills. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if I don't know if Cleveland beats the Bills that year. Maybe. I mean, why not? The Bills always choke too. You got two something had to give That's in true. that game. So uh your Ravens. I'll 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 just let you cook about the Ravens. <laughs> Well, I mean, like it's isn't it like the Bills where it's like it's not this year with Lamar Jackson. You know, I, I always talk to my friends about like the Flacco Lamar comparison. And like, well, it's not really a comparison, right? You know, that you can't compare their abilities. And it's like, well, Flacco won nine playoff games in his first five years. You know, maybe they put a good team around him, but he stayed healthy. And uh, if now with like, OK, now they have Odell Beckham. They have a big play receiver finally to go. It feels like, though, that. The difference is like one of these years, the defense has to really step up. Like they really have to have when they win championships and they go far in the playoffs, it's because they have a really like like a lot of great impact players on defense. And I just don't know if they have that. And there's just so much pressure now. Lamar gets the big contract. Look at what happened when they gave Flacco the big contract. I don't know. It just it feels like it's a like a little bit of a house of cards right now. So I'm kind of nervous going in. If they play well, you know, winning covers up a lot of a lot of anxiety and concerns um they gotta get off they gotta get off to a good start they gotta give themselves a margin for everything lamar's gotta feel good about himself he's gotta stay healthy i mean it's just the the nature of his game is he's just one you know run away from another injury and the ravens like you you know why they had that great these great preseasons because they always have pretty good backup quarterbacks but <laughs> i don't want to test that theory again yeah, I, I feel like with the contract thing, at least, if I was a professional athlete, I would tell my agent, do not tell me a thing about money. I don't want the team to tell me a thing about money. If you sign a new contract, just give me a blank sheet of paper and ask for my autograph. I don't want to know anything about how much money I'm getting because it be, I feel like every single time these guys sign a big contract, I think Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are like those two exceptions. And Peyton Man, I mean, you could go on. There's a few guys, but I would say the majority of the time, this comes with all sports, when those massive 10-year deals are signed, it, it turns into nothing. Like the, those guys fall apart. And I don't it's I think it's a mental thing more than anything of okay, I'm good. Because a lot of a lot of guys, you know, they probably come from middle class families or or lower income families, and you want to make money for your family. I think that that's the main motivation behind it. So a lot of these guys just say, okay, my family's taken care of. I'm good. I, I don't need to worry about it anymore. And no matter how much they say that's not true, I feel like it is true. I feel like they do say doesn't matter anymore. I'm all good. I don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. So I would yeah. just say, don't, don't tell me anything. I tell the team, don't say anything about money to me. Don't care. My agent will act in my best interest. I agree. They they also need to find a pass rush. There, you know, Justin Houston was you know led the team in sacks last year. He's unsigned. Calais Campbell's in Atlanta, so they they got they also got to find a guy who can bring down other quarterbacks as opposed you know not just okay their own quarterback has to stay upright and play well. 
So, you know, it's a big deal, right? In the AFC North, you better be able to get after the quarterback because there's, you know, obviously Joe Burrow is one of them. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm holding my breath. Yeah, when I when I look at the purple uniforms, I think of defense. And when they have a bad defense, it makes no sense to me. You and me both. <laughs> and uh, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, my husband, my boyfriend. I love Joe. I, I I just when I heard he got hurt, I dropped down to my knees and I screamed, no, I can't have this happen. Um, I mean, what is there any reason I would think they're not going to go out and win the division? I mean, right now, no, I, I can't really see that. That I think they're the favorites by far to win that division. Uh, yeah, I, I actually saw Zach Taylor a week ago in D.C., believe it or not. Wished him good luck. Didn't mean it. Um, it was, <laughs> the Bengals were in town to play the commanders and looked over. I said, that's, is that, why is that Zach Taylor? Is he here? And looked it up. But, um, but that said, I have a lot of respect for him as a coach. And, uh, if Joe Burrow is healthy, they're probably the team to beat. Yeah. I would think so. I mean, they've been in the AFC championship now two years in a row. What, what a gut wrenching way to lose last year with the guy pushing Mahomes out of bounds and all that. And, um, yeah, like offensively, is there is their offensive line better? They got Orlando Brown. That, you know, is one guy going to fix? Because imagine if Joe Burrow had like consistent time. He's had to do this like his whole career with like a pretty patchwork offensive line. He yeah. just finds a way to get it done. What if he actually had time to throw? I mean, the Bengals could be really lethal and they have a good defense. Um, yeah, I, I see this team like they got a. I don't say they have to take the next step. They've been to a Super Bowl and they know they can beat the Chiefs because they've done it three out of the four times. But um, it still feels like a big year for Cincinnati. It still feels like now the expectations are as high as they've ever been for this team. Even last year, you know, coming off the Super Bowl, people were like, yeah, but can they do it again? And now that they have, now that they've been to that stage, um, it, the Bengals have a little bit of a, a Super Bowl or bust feel to them, don't they? Oh, they absolutely do. I, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm looking at that team and I'm saying my realistic expectation is to go and win a Super Bowl. I mean, how you've, you've already been there. You yeah. lost to the Chiefs. I mean, you barely lost to them last year. I mean, if, if one or two bounces go your way, you win that game and you go and play the Eagles and who knows what happens, obviously, against that Eagles team. I mean, I think they came out a little flat. The Eagles did. Um, that's probably why they lost that game. But um yeah, I mean, we it could have it could have very easily been Cincinnati's first title last year. Yeah. So you have to look at it and say, well, we're probably I would say they're the second best team in football or in the AFC at least, if not football right now because the Bills haven't even been there. So you got to give it to the Bengals. Uh all right, AFC South, the the shit shit mountain is what we mm -hmm. call it. Um, the Jags, I'm going to say this, maybe it's my bias against Jacksonville. I'm not really confident in them. I, I feel like they're going to win that division because the division is just not good. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think they're a 12 win team or even like a 13 win team. Like people have been making them out to be. I think there's a lot of romanticizing after seeing them in the playoffs last year, Trevor, I mean, they played great in that second half against the chargers. And then they played a really good game against Kansas city in the, in the divisional round. I think 
that is what happens when teams get to the playoffs. I think a lot of them play a lot better um, than they may play above their pay gr- or above their grade. I feel like over an entire season, they'll probably be like a 10 win team. Yeah, that's absolutely what I would classify them as. I think yeah, they took a big step forward last year. And I, I love Doug Peterson as a coach. I have a big uh, amount of respect for him and what he was able to do, turning that team around. But again, expectations are a different animal. When you don't have expectations, you know, it's a little easier to play under the radar. Um, but we'll see with some of these other, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, another year in Doug Peterson's system. Um, you know, Walker on defense, number one pick. They have a lot, like a lot of guys resign Evan Engram. I think they win the division. Yeah, I don't have any um, hesitation to say that. Where do they stack up against, you know, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills? I don't know. Until I see it, I can't really believe that they're more than just a, you know, maybe win one playoff game again kind of team. I think they won nine games last year. If they win 10 this year, and I don't even think they have to win a playoff game because it depends on who they would play in the playoffs. They'll probably get a difficult team, to say the least. Like, they might have to play the Ravens or the Steelers. They might even have to see, like, Aaron Rodgers, Jets, or the Bills, depending on how that division pans out. So I don't even think winning a playoff game is a step forward for them. I think just winning more than nine games this year is, is a step forward for that team because, like, people forget they were horrible that first half of the year and they got hot at the right time. And Tennessee just got cold at the right time. And they ended up meeting, they played each other on Saturday night football in Jacksonville and they won the division. So it's not like they just steamrolled their way through the South. Tennessee was like, they were expected to win that division almost all year last year. So it's that again, there is like a honeymoon with them where, you saw them in the playoffs, and that's how everybody remembers them. But me, a Colts fan, saw them all year, even though they kicked our ass in, in Jacksonville in week two or week three, one or the other. Um, I'm not that confident in what they can do. Uh, Tennessee, again, I mean, it, it, it's shit it's shit mountain right now. Um, so they could go out and win that division. But what is there really to say about them? DeAndre Hopkins wanted a team with an established GM, an established head coach, and an established quarterback. He went to the team with Ryan Tannehill, who was at his very best an average quarterback, which that's what you want in a quarterback is average. Um, a GM who they just hired, if I'm being correct, like they just fired their, their old GM, um, and this guy's new, and Mike Vrabel, who is – established enough as a head coach. I mean, he's been there for four or five years, so that's a good run with the football team. And he's not, he's not a Belichick. He's not an Andy Reed, which I would have expected Hopkins to go to the Patriots. Um, and Hopkins is old too. I think Tennessee fans really think he's going to turn back into young D hop that, that tormented them in Houston for all those years. He's old. He's an old man now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this was an Andre Johnson on the Texans year. Or or Randy Moss, where he just fades away and in, into non-existence, and eventually he gets cut in like week fifteen. Defense, I mean Tennessee, they've they've always had a pretty good defense. I can't, I can't like say they won't have an awesome defense. Like I don't know if they lost too many guys. I haven't paid too much attention to Tennessee. Um, 
And Derrick Henry's getting old too. There's it's it's an aging roster that that era of Tennessee dominating the South might might be over and it might turn into Jacksonville. That's what I think. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis are the three quarterbacks in the depth chart. I mean, how many years could Derrick Henry shoulder the load? They're getting older, right? DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Vrabel always – I like Vrabel as a coach. He always gets these scrappy defensive players to play hard. But you you got to have some star players on your roster to win. Like enough. Like enough really, really good players. You can't just be an overachieving team every year and hope that you're just going to, you know, catch fire and take the league by storm. They kind of had – little bit of that in 2019 they just haven't been able to recapture it since so they're an average maybe slightly above average football team i don't see them as a postseason team at best i think they're above that if everything goes right nobody goes down at best they'll be an above average team um houston so they're them and the colts are just competing for last i think they they might be competing for the last or the number one pick in the draft this year i i just feel like Houston, they, they, I mean, they obviously have a future. Their defense is actually pretty good. They, they were in a lot of games last year. <clears throat> um, I remember they took the Chiefs to overtime, I think, mm. and, and they beat the Colts. They tied and then they beat the Colts in, in the last game of the season, which gave the Colts the number four pick. Um, but they're, they're just not going to be good. Um, the, you got to give Stroud another year or two, I think. I think just those Ohio State guys take more time. Because you're playing in the Big Ten, uh, you're playing not really. I mean, you're playing good defenses, but there's not really much else you have to worry about as a quarterback there. So, and and what's the history with Ohio State quarterbacks? Busts. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just numerous, numerous busts. Um, Justin Fields is the first one in my recollection that has some promise behind him. Um. So I can't – I don't see them doing much. Yeah, Texans, I mean, I like D'Amico Ryans. I think that they – you know, they need a year with a young quarterback, and they need to um, sort of see where they stack up against the rest of the division. But uh, it, give them a year or two, and I think they'll be on the right track. I think they're they're trying to do it the right way. Again, I don't know about, you know, like you said, Ohio State quarterbacks, but they were a scrappy team last year. They were. If they can take yeah. on that personality again um, – you know, some of those young draft picks can develop. They they might be a year away. They're, they're, I think they're I think, closer to being good than the Titans are, and even though the Titans yeah. are better. Yeah, I think like best case scenario for that team. I mean, they'll win a bunch of division games. Um, they could they could go out and win seven or eight games, in my opinion, uh, yeah. just with the scrappiness that they have, and you know they can probably beat up on some bad teams and maybe take a few from some good teams. I mean, they almost took them from the Chiefs. Right, and they the Chiefs won the Super Bowl that year, so it wouldn't shock me if they won eight games. Uh, the Colts, we I kind of talked about it last year or la- last week. Um, I've I bought in to Anthony Richardson when I really shouldn't have. I mean, the last time I think we talked, I was so so down on the kid, and again, like I'm not. I think people people think like I'm down on the kid just to be down on him as a person. Of course not. I just don't think he'll be a successful football player. I mean, he started six high school games. He started in six high school games and 13 college games. And I mean, I think you also, but you do have to point at that Florida team and say, wow, what did he really do with that Florida team? Because I think they were in the top 25 for a little while last year. And Thursday night, they looked 
disgusting. They looked so bad against Utah. They got their ass kicked. So he really had a big impact on that team. Um, I'm liking what they're able to do with his physicality from what I've seen. I mean, he Richardson looks confident in the pocket, which is something you could point to and say, well, look, he hasn't had a lot of experience, so he's not going to be afraid as much. He's, he's much more likely to just take chances. He's got a cannon. I mean, he has got a freaking cannon. Um, at the same time, it's a young quarterback. I'm not expecting much from this team. I, I could see like how Andrew Luck that, that 2012 season was where they had like a magical run and they end up winning 12, you know, 11 games or 10 games. And it's like, wow, you know, this was awesome. Um, but I feel like this isn't really his year. I feel like he just needs to mature more. I think that's more of what it is. Again, I bought into him fully. I remember as a kid, I was a Gators fan and thinking of the Colts drafting the Gators best quarterback they've had in years was like, Awesome. There was like a dream come true. Now that I'm an adult and I have no football talent, I'm like, yeah, maybe it wasn't the best idea to draft Tim Tebow in the first round. Um, if, if I was, you know, if I was the Colts. So, you know, I, uh, I really want to believe in them. Best case scenario is 10 wins for this Colts team. But I feel like the best case scenario is already out the door with, with the issues with Jonathan Taylor. Um, that, that back and forth would be awesome, though. If they had Jonathan Taylor with the with the option with Anthony Richardson, I mean two monsters. Richardson wants to play at 6'3", 255, which is just a beast. And he's very elusive. He seems like he doesn't take hits. He knows how to not take big hits, which is big. There's a lot of big quarterbacks, like Dante Culpepper was one of them. Massive guy, played at the same size, but just couldn't avoid the big hits. And right. that's that was his issue. Um so again, I mean, ten wins is is best case scenario. I think that's already out the door. Worst case scenario, they win two games and take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the number one pick. How fitting would that be? Yeah, you're Beautiful. right. It's the AFC South. <laughs> the Colts always have hope. Yeah, they can. I mean, I feel like they'll take at least a game from the Texans. They've had trouble against the Titans in years past. Frank Reich, I think he won maybe two games against the Titans in his entire career there, and that was when Andrew Luck was there because Andrew Luck was undefeated in his career against the Titans, which is just a crazy stat. Um, but they can take a few. I, I feel like they might – I'm going to make this hot take. I feel like they might take a game from Jacksonville, and it's not going to be in Jacksonville. <laughs> My dad actually, he said, you know, this year I think I'll go with you guys to Jacksonville to, to see the Colts. I was like, I wish you would have told me that the last two years because I'm not going this year. I'm on strike. I'm right. like the I'm like the actors. I'm on strike. I'm not going. So, yeah, but they'll 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 take a few division games. They'll they'll have some easy games. I think they play. I think they play the North this year in that division, and then they also play the South too, which they'll take some games from the South. I know they will. Yeah. Um. All right. And then the oh, did you say anything on the Colts? No, I just agreed that they're they're in the AFC South, so they have a chance. Yeah. Uh, AFC West. Um, Chiefs are number one team in football. What is there to say? They're going to win that division. I can't. I'm not going. I'm not going like sexy pick with the Chargers or the no, Raiders no, or the Broncos. No, no. no, it's the Chiefs. They proved it last year. I think last year was the prove it year. It's going to be the Chiefs. Yep. 
until until otherwise proven. The coaching, there doesn't matter who they lose personnel wise, as long as they have Mahomes, as long as they have Andy Reid coaching, they still have so much speed at receiver. Yeah, that that was a giant middle finger to the NFL last year. That division is a, kind of a joke. Chargers never pick them. Um, Chiefs, I think you're looking at 13, 14 wins again and probably another Super Bowl. I think it's hilarious that they are the best team in football and we have the least to say about them. But I think yeah. that's also that's also a that 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 just shows how good they are. I mean, yeah. it's they are the best team. You can't say anything else. They will win that division and they'll most likely be the number one seed again. And I feel like even when the Patriots were were at the top, you wouldn't say that about them. You would everybody would pick, oh, maybe it's the Jets. Maybe, you know, maybe Mark Sanchez can can do something yeah. this year. Maybe right. you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick can do something. And then every year it was the same thing. I think we learned our lesson from the Patriots. Sure hope I so. hope we've learned our lesson. I don't yeah. want to hear anybody say anything about the Chargers, Raiders, or Broncos, especially right. the Raiders. Um Chargers, they're, they're the sexy team again. I mean, they have the it feels like they have the same guys. Uh, Eckler is back, I assume. I don't think he's sitting out, even though there was contract disputes with him. Um, Brandon Staley is going to get fired midseason. He cannot last another year. He is so bad. Awful. Yeah, the Chargers, my God, they're just – I don't – they're just a cheap organization. They they don't really prioritize winning. They you know Herbert is they're just, in L.A. Just, yeah, they're in L.A. and they don't care, right? They, they they barely can support the Rams. They don't even notice that the Chargers are there. Poor San Diego. Um, Herbert's a good player, but the the defense is weak. They I think mentally, I think they might get their spirit might be crushed, just like Atlanta blowing a twenty eight three lead in the Super Bowl. Never really recovered from that. Had a chance the next year. The Falcons did, but I feel like the Chargers. No, they they. And they just can't beat the Chiefs. They always give them a good game, but um, they might slip in that division. They could slip behind Denver or the Raiders. Yeah. Um, the Raiders with Brady there. So there is a little bit of a kind of an energy with me with the Raiders where you look at how Boston sports was so good from the time Brady got there until he left. And, and you mm-hmm. really look at Boston sports. They have taken a deep dive. I mean, the Patriots are meh. The Red Sox, that who? I mean, if I was told in April that the Red Sox would be deep in the wild card race in in August, I would have been happy. No Red Sox fan would feel like that five years ago. They would be right. what the fuck? Like, they right. should be winning the division. They shouldn't be in the wild card race. The Bruins had a historic collapse this right. year against Florida, which I think Florida going to the Stanley Cup made it feel a little better that. That it was like, okay, they were supposed to do that. They beat everybody else, so why would they not beat us? But the Bruins did have a record-setting season until they collapsed. And then the Celtics losing uh, to the Heat in Game 7 after coming back down down 3-0. You know, every Bostonian five years ago going into that Game 7 would have been like, oh, I'm putting the mortgage on the Celtics to win because Boston teams just don't lose like that. Right. You know, if they come back, they're finishing the damn job. There's an energy that's left Boston, in my opinion. And I feel like that energy is going to go to Vegas. Brady owns the Raiders now. Partial, you know, minority owner. Yeah. But he's in the building. And I think that's just enough to maybe push the energy to get the Raiders to win and win 
to get the wild card spot, basically. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you where they where the Raiders might overtake the Chargers. Oh, absolutely. That's not saying much. Um, yeah, let's see how Jimmy Garoppolo's foot holds up. Let's see how the Raiders, you know, play under Josh McDaniels because I'm not a big fan of that guy's ability as a coach. But um, they resigned Josh Jacobs. Can he do what he did last year? There, you know, at least the expectations are low. Maybe the Brady effect will be real. Let's see the Raiders being in the eight or nine win discussion. You know, I think I think Brady went there because he knows if Jimmy goes down, there's an open quarterback position. That's right, wide open for Tom Brady. <laughs> He's got no wife to worry about, too. No wife, no nagging wife. No, he knows McDaniel, Josh McDaniels well, so it's uh. Savvy move. It's the perfect position for him to be a player owner. I mean, the next thing he should fire Josh McDaniels midseason when Jimmy goes down and just be Jackie Moon of the NFL. Yeah. Player owner coach. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Um, you know, they'll also be chanting fourth place at the end of their at the end of their season. Right. Uh, and then Denver. Um, I feel like this is the year they might. I feel like the the thing about new quarterbacks in new places is especially when you've been in a new place or you've been in a place for so long and you go somewhere else. There is a little bit of a culture shock when it comes to the, uh, you know, just just the the energy and and playing in a different city. I kind of want to root for Russ this year. He's not I, I feel like he's not the Russ that was last year where he had his own office on a different floor and he was doing those stupid subway commercials. Right. Um, I, I, I want to root for him. Um, I feel like they're not going to be in the cellar this year. I hope Jerry Judy can stay healthy. I hope, I hope those wide receivers can really stay healthy. And I hope Sean, I don't like Sean Payton whatsoever. I think he's kind of a dickhead. Yeah. But he actually is. I never realized it all these years. And especially they did that stupid, in the preseason, he said, I don't want to see any of these guys wearing their, what well, wearing like visors or something. And I want everybody to stay in their uniform. I was like, Sean, you won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees in 2009, and then right. you got suspended. And really, you've underperformed and underachieved for the rest of that time there. I mean, there's been many times where you should be like, where, where, if you told a Saints fan after that Super Bowl, you're not winning anything ever again with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, they would have probably had a heart attack. Because how? How do you not? Especially you think about some of those Saints teams that were loaded at points. Um, it's almost like Urban Meyer to me. He, I kind of equate him to Urban Meyer, in my opinion. I just watched the Swamp Kings documentary. So uh, Florida football has been on my mind a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So – I'm kind of rooting for Russ and the Broncos, but at the same time, I believe they'll take a step forward, but they're not going to be that good again. No, I mean, they'll be, they'll be improved. I think new coach always gives them energy. I don't see about Jerry Judy Broncos defense. I mean, they traded away some of those guys, right? Last year, they're kind of rebuilding that defense a little bit. And then you're in that division where you got to stop Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you'd think the Broncos would have made a lot of, big purchases on defense. They're just, they've lost that mistake. Remember the franchise has won a Super Bowl within the last decade, but I see them climbing back up a little bit, seven, eight win range. Um, enough that Sean Payton can justify that he did a good job. 
I mean, that guy really, I mean, all that stuff he said about Nathaniel Hackett, he better back it up. Yeah, um, he definitely has to. Uh, all right, let's go to the NFC. I'm going to probably start trying to move a little quicker here. Yeah, um, yeah. Commanders. Boy, new I'm excited for Sam Howell. That's yeah. it. That's all I got to say. Jo- I'm excited and new ownership. Josh Harris, the new ownership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they get healthy Chase Young, you know. They'll just be that team that maybe if they get one win over their big division rivals at any point, whether it's the Giants or the Cowboys or the Eagles, they'll, they'll consider it a good run. But I think the, they're in the, they're on the right track. I'm just curious how Sam Howell is going to look. I don't. I think it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy road in the beginning, but can't be worse than Carson Wentz, as you know. They also might have to change their name again, which is going to. I just hope they go back to the football team. That was the best one. Sure, or some variation of something that sounds like Redskins but isn't as racist, you know, Red Tails or how about just skins? Well, there was there was another <laughs> there was another um petition going around. It was signed by like ninety thousand people from Native Americans to have the name changed back to the Redskins. Amazing. Amazing. Because I know they I know they can't get the they can't secure the the trademark for the commanders because somebody else owns it. So they might have to go back to another name, which either you go to the hogs. I feel like that's like a perfect name for them or just go to the football team again, because that would be awesome. I mean, I wouldn't mind the Redskins either, but I feel like, I feel like one team in the league needs to be and every league needs to be just football team, baseball team or baseball club, hockey club, basketball club, whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, The New York Giants. So this is a big, I mean, Daniel Jones got his contract, but this is a huge year for him of, can he do it? Can he sustain it? Can this be done again? Saquon obviously made running backs look horrible in the off season after he folds and basically gets like a million less than what he would have gotten if he would have taken the franchise tag. Right. Is he even going to stay healthy again this year? That's another question. This this Giants year is a massive year for them. It feels like they're they're bound to come back to earth. The last year was such smoke and mirrors. Like I could see them slipping down to a six or seven win team. You know, Daniel Jones, like he has to play that efficient again. He has to only throw five interceptions the entire year. You know, they have to get uh, you know contributions from there. They have a good defense, but in that division, I mean, they, they were they were kind of lucky last year. Yeah, um, Dallas. Getting sick and tired of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just Seriously. sick of them as a brand. You know, I'm sick of people that, that they talk about Dallas anyway. I don't know why. They aren't America's team. The Patriots actually should be America's team because they are literally the Patriots. That's what yeah. Americans are. They're, Patri- yeah. they're considered Patriots. Um, Dak Prescott, when Dak Prescott throws his fourth interception in week three, he's going to be looking at Trey Lance and sweating. I think I also think Jerry Jones thought he signed Patrick Mahomes or he traded for Patrick Mahomes because <laughs> Trey Lance is wearing I think he's wearing number 15. Oh no, he's wearing number 5. But you could throw number 15 on Trey Lance and he looks like Patrick Mahomes just his throwing motion. He's especially in the red quarterback jersey in training camp. Yeah. I think he he thought he traded for Patrick Mahomes and he has the same hair. Uh, and then um, I'm already ready for Tony Pollard to get hurt mid-year, and Deuce Vaughn is going to tear up. He's just going to tear it up. Deuce Vaughn was a monster at Kansas State, um, and Tony Pollard 
great guy. I don't think he can be the number one running back. I think he needs to be the guy of like, oh, they got to give Tony Pollard more carries. Why isn't Tony Pollard getting more carries? Um, I think without Zeke, you know, someone's got to really step up, you know, and I think they got the receivers. They're just, but like Dallas, if they don't win the division, they're not going on the road and going on any kind of a run. Their best hope would actually be to, to win the division or Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Um, nothing seems to change the Cowboys. Even if Trey Lance comes in and plays well, that's just lightning in a bottle. That's not a sustainable solution. Yeah, just they did. The same old Cowboys. I did like how they bolstered their defense. They went out and got Stephon Gilmore, and they got him cheap. Which said, I, I really did like that. Um, they needed to do that. They needed to go bolster their pass defense. So that's one thing the cat the Cowboys fans can really hang their hat on and say. This is, you know, this is what we what we did, and we're actually happy about this. Um, and then Philly, the Eagles, man, they're they're only getting better, right? I mean, they're more experienced. Uh, a lot of their young guys, you know, I think especially it's going to be big now. It's it's going to be hard to to look at AJ Brown in fantasy because he's going to have to share receptions with Devontae Smith, and Devontae yeah. Smith is only getting more mature as a wide receiver, so. But I mean, they're they're just they're they're the favorites again this year. I think picking up Swift that was good. The defense is really good. Just can they live up to expectations? Can they stay healthy? Yeah. There, they that you can make a good case they're the best team in the NFC. And I feel like they actually had expectations going into last season, and they still lived up to them. Because I think I, in our preview last year, I uh, I picked them. Maybe I didn't pick them to like win the win the NFC, but I was like, I think this Eagles team is going to be really, really good, and nobody's really talking about it. But I think a lot of people started talking about it even after Week One. Yeah. I mean, I think they they handled expectations well. Um, NFC North, the Green Bay Packers. You know, Green Bay. This that that might be a team that might go and win. It might surprise some people. I don't think they're going to win that division, but Jordan Love might surprise some people just because of the green Bay Packer green. Now the green makes every quarterback look like they're 40 years old. I saw a picture of, of uh, who's that? Who's that like running back tight end quarterback from the saints? The hell's his name? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill that somebody edited a Packer Jersey onto him and he looked like he was 40 years old. (laughs) (laughs) So even a young quarterback looks 40, but I feel like they might, they might go out and win like nine games. Yeah, I mean, they, they. but remember Aaron Rodgers had a tough year his first year when he took over in 08. They won 6-10, and 10, so wouldn't be surprised. I think there's a little bit of wiggle room for Jordan Love. Um, they, you know, they're not the same Packers as they were. I don't know if they have enough impact players on defense, but I'm excited to see how this kid looks. I think they'll yeah. be, they'll, again, Detroit's all the, all the rage, but Green Bay could, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a run in that division. For the first time ever, the Detroit Lions are the favorites. They are the favorites. This year, I think. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said that for anything. Yeah. I mean, they, we'll find out a lot in about a week, right, when they play the Chiefs. And what, what are they made of? Even if they don't win that game, if they play well, if they come close, if they fight hard in that game. You know, I think you know they don't necessarily have to win that game to be, you know, to prove anything. But they come out and get flattened. So they got they started out horribly last year. You know, were they really that good or did they just get hot? You know, and they won because they started, I think, like one and six, one and seven, ended up, you know, nine and eight. Had a nice run, but like 
so much of this is just about desire. Do they really have the talent? Will Jared Goff have another year like that? Losing Jamal Williams kind of hurts. But I'm curious to see if Aiden Hutchinson has that. If he has that big breakout year, that's a big difference maker. Yeah. Um, I feel like just Dan Campbell can just will anything. He can will the best out of anybody. I mean, he could go be a school teacher and he'll get he, – he could will those kids to get hundreds on every test. Yeah. I feel like he is just that type of guy that will motivate you. Um, so I, I want to see him succeed. The anti-Jonathan Gannon, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. He's the – I think you said somebody else was the anti-Jonathan Gannon. I think Dan Campbell is literally – if there if there is a spectrum of head coaches, it is Dan Campbell and Jonathan Gannon. I mean, you could draw a straight line between the two. Yeah. Um, Chicago, this – so I'm, I'm kind of looking at the NFC North. This division is really good, and I feel like from history, they don't look that good just because it's the NFC North and the Packers have dominated – for 30 years i mean really ever since Favre was there i mean there there was like a you know minnesota wins one wins the division once every few years but it's really been green bay chicago can make another big leap here too i think this is if if justin fields doesn't make a leap here it's gonna be trouble i think you could call for for justin fields to kind of be pushed out of there um he's a young guy obviously but this is a do it, you know, a make it or break it year for, for the Bears. Yeah, maybe DJ Moore and him will have a big connection. And, you know, again, the Bears, they don't have a lot. They don't have to do very much to improve on last year. But this would be the year where they should try to, you know, the, the division's good, but it's not like they couldn't make a push. Um, but, the, again, the Bears, like, that's a franchise that's been all about defense. And when, when, you know, when we're talking so much about Justin Fields and Ohio State quarterback as the focal point of the team, I think the Bears need to reestablish an identity as like the monsters of the midway, yeah. like they were back in the day. Until they do that, they're not going to really take that next step. I mean, their defense, when they when they like unloaded everybody at the deadline. Yeah, real it, it, it went. It was a big switch. It was like typical Bears season, great defense, horrible offensive play. And then when they unloaded, it was just a complete flip. Like they just stopped even caring about defense and just put every single coach on the offensive game plan. Yeah. That's that's what it felt like because their offense improved dramatically and the defense, it felt like they didn't even exist. So I really hope they put more into the defense. I hope they go out and get some pieces at the deadline because there could be some teams where their season might be like it might be make it or break it early in the year. And some of those teams might be looking to get rid of guys early and they'll just punt on this season and, and move on to the next. Um, so I hope they do. If they, if they go like 500 up until the deadline, I hope they go out and get a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, Minnesota. I think every single year of the Kirk cousins era for them, it's either been Minnesota it, it's it's Minnesota is going to be really good or really bad. And every other year they are really good or really bad because all their games are just close. So right. I think this year they're going to be really bad and they're going to lose a lot of close games. Yeah. It's just the do theory. I mean, and it, what if Justin Jefferson gets hurt or they just start, you know, being able to cover him Kirk cousins, man, I, I just don't sure. And they lose Dalvin cook. Yeah. Their defense isn't, you know, again, like they're not the purple people eaters. It's not a, this is a very vulnerable team. I think the Vikings take a pretty big step back this year. 
that's why I'm really, really low on Jefferson fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking him because he's he's projected to be like the number one pick in a lot of drafts. I'm like, I don't think they're going to be that good. And I feel like, I mean, he'll still be an average receiver. He's skill wise. He's fantastic. That's not a knock on him whatsoever. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I just feel like that team overall, what surrounds them, it's it's going to be a problem. I think he's going to be a lot worse this year statistically. I don't think skill wise he'll be worse whatsoever. Um, all right. Oops, I don't know why I did that. Uh, to the south, we talked about this. This both south divisions are just shit mountain. New Orleans Saints here. Derek Carr. I mean, they're probably the favorites to win this division. Derek Carr, starting quarterback. I I I believe in Derek Carr. I don't know what to say. It's weird, but I've always kind of believed in Derek Carr, and I still do. I believe in him more than other people do. I think the Saints are probably the most talented team in the division. I know I said uh, it might be Atlanta, but um, they the Saints like this is a big deal. They they invest a lot in this guy. They have to take a step forward here. If they, you know, ever they've tried to recapture the Drew Brees magic. Their their defense concerns me a little bit, but I think if Carr plays well. The Saints are the best team in the division if he plays well and if he stays healthy. Is uh, Kamara out for four games? Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah. I think he was suspended for four. Three. Three um, games. Yeah. Three games. I I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what's going to happen uh, with, with whatever the hell happened in Vegas. It was Vegas, right? Yeah, because that was the Pro Bowl. Um I mean, Michael Thomas, he's bound to get injured again. He's mm. he's become – I remember when he was really good. Now he's just running slants. That's all he does. I feel like Carr is one of those quarterbacks that can bring teams up when he needs to, when, when there's like a shot of we might make the playoffs, but at the same time he can crumble just as easily. Yeah. Um, he can mentally crumble. He can physically crumble. So this Saints team is, is either going to be – horrendous and they're gonna i think they'll finish like below i think they'll finish in dead last or they'll they'll go out and win that division pretty easily i think just because of how bad the division is they'll go beat up on a lot of teams yeah um the bucks it's bacon time in tampa yeah is that anything to brag about probably not no we might still see kyle trask halfway through the season come on i i kind of i kind of feel like that might happen um trask learning under brady he actually didn't look horrible in the preseason. He looked like a competent starter. When he was with Florida, he wasn't bad. I don't think he was really that bad. He obviously wasn't first-round material. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> but I feel like maybe Trask could come in and win a few games. It also wouldn't shock me if Baker comes in and wins seven games for for this no. Bucks team. I feel Again, like the they Bucks can win their division games, yeah, and and maybe the pressure of not having Brady there is, you know, that they still have some players held over from 2020. Um I don't know. To me they're a 6 or 7 win team at most. When you still have I think when you still have Mike Evans and and Godwin, you can still you can still do a lot. Um yeah. just with those weapons. I feel like like Baker he's gotten a bad rap. Um he looked really good in L.A. for some reason. 
for for those couple games. I think that was a little. That's probably why he got signed by Tampa. Sure. I think Sean McVay single handedly saved Baker Mayfield's career. If he can keep that magic going for a little while, he could definitely beat up on some bad teams and win some. Win win eight games. Um, I don't really see them having a winning season. I won't see it. Uh, this is going to be. I mean, it's it's just funny. Tom Brady comes in and they're really good, and then just immediately they they tumble back down. I mean, even really good was making the playoffs last year and winning the division, oh, and they weren't really good. Uh, but for Tampa Bay, I mean, there's, yeah, I I really I I want Baker to do well. I like the guy. He seems like a, a guy who loves the game. Um, so I hope he can win eight or nine games, or you know, seven eight games. Atlanta, again, I agree with you. I think they're going to be the team to uh, shock everybody and maybe come out and win that division. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, but I feel like. Don't sleep on Taylor Heineke coming in and saving the day, right? I he's, love Heineke. Yeah. He, he could – Ritter gets hurt or he struggles. I have more faith in him taking the Falcons to the playoffs. But they, they have some weapons offensively. They're, they're a fun team to watch. And, again, no expectations. Why not? Don't have a lot of logic yeah. for that pick. I just think it could happen. They did it last year too. I mean, they, they were one game away from winning that division. And yeah. I feel like they would have probably given Dallas a little bit more of a, of a fight than Tampa did. Absolutely. In the that year. Uh, Carolina, they got the number one pick, Bryce Young, Frank Reich. Um, the Panthers are a big fan of the third Reich as, as <laughs> you know, it's Frank Reich the third. Uh, he's back in Carolina where he, he was the, actually he was their He started their first game in franchise history, which is right. pretty interesting. Um, and I, I just – I mean, they lost D.J. Moore. There's not much to really say about this Panthers team. No, I mean, I hope, Bryce, I hope Bryce Young can take a step forward. Um, but, you know, I think it's – they're they're just not going to be good. I don't, I don't think Reich will get fired. Reich has, Reich has a lot of leeway with this team. They're letting him basically build the team around Young, and that takes time to build teams around, around quarterbacks. So – I would say, I mean, Reich is going to have like a three-year leash of like, you can be bad for the next three years, but you got to show a sign of improvement. This year, there are zero expectations. And surprisingly, Frank Reich does pretty well with no expectations. I think five games is actually a good season for them. Winning five games is a good season for them. Yeah. I agree, I think. Frank Reich will get him there in the second year, the second Reich, but not this year, <laughs> not this year. Uh, and <laughs> all right, let's turn through and the then, West uh, before we uh, NFC West close this out. And then yep. maybe, maybe we'll do our preseason Super Bowl prediction. Uh, Cardinals, they're on top of the division in the preseason, and that's it. They're not going to no. do anything else. Just a handful so of wins that. for this team. Kyler's out for the year, right? Uh, he's either out for the year or out for a while. Because I know they they just released Colt McCoy, so I think it's Trace McSorley. Oh wow! As their as their starter, um, Penn State legend, right? Mm. Penn State, yeah, Penn State. Yeah, Ravens with the Ravens. Yeah, he has a legendary song. 
I don't know. Have you heard his song? No, I have to go listen to that. Uh, maybe I can pull it up while we're talking about Seattle. Um, Seattle, they're a team I think is going to take a big step back. I, I love Geno. I, I love the story of Geno Smith, but I just feel like it's last year was magical. Pete Carroll's a great coach and he can really pull teams in the right direction, but I do see them taking a step back. Oh, they have to, they have to, but you know what? They only won, I think nine games last year. So a step back is like six or seven and then they're nowhere near the playoffs, but I think the defense is getting better. They have some good young players on defense. If they can ever get anywhere near that Legion of boom, um, then Geno Smith won't have to be that good. Um, San Francisco, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're the favorite by far. Yeah. I think, Brock Purdy, you know, them trading away Trey Lance is is saying to Brock Purdy. Yeah, you're the guy. There you go. Not a fluke. You are you are it. I mean, I'm I'm to be honest, I'm a little shocked. I really thought that that somebody else would get a chance. Mm-hmm. Um Sam Darnold is in the building. He actually last year, I, I feel like that Panther team, he played pretty well at points and he showed what he could be. Um so they can really get harness that and get that back. I wouldn't be shocked if, if, you know, maybe Brock Purdy has some really horrible starts. They put him in and, and they don't really miss a beat. Yeah. Plus you get horrible division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the Niners are going to just steamroll that division. Yeah. Uh, and then the Rams. So I guess Matt Stafford's back. I feel like he doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they had a horrible season last year. They're not going to have a first round pick until, the next presidency um, right. who knows if it's going to be Biden or whoever, <laughs> but um, yeah, the Rams, there's, there's really not much to say. No, Sean McVay is going to have to show that he's, I mean, he was thinking about retiring. Let's see if it's worth coming back. Cause last year was rough without Stafford and that, you know, they, they look, they sold out to win that super bowl and this is the price they're paying. And I think they're I probably mean, Stafford. Ended- recently complained about how he can't connect with the young guys because they're all on his, on their phones. <laughs> I mean, at that point you got to be a leader and just say, get off your fucking phone and let's have some team bonding because yeah. just hearing that preseason does not sound good. No, no, not at all. I think the Rams again, their ceilings probably six or seven wins, maybe eight. Um, and then uh, let's do uh super bowl picks. Um, you know, it's so hard in the preseason. I'm going to just be a cop out and say chiefs over Niners. I think now that Brady's out of football, someone can repeat. That was the rules that he would never let any quarterback repeat because he's the last one to do it. And he stopped Mahomes, He stopped Russell Wilson, but now he's not in the league unless he comes back for the Raiders and stops it. I'm going chiefs over Niners. Can you imagine he, he comes back like mid season. Yeah. And like, you know, the chiefs are, maybe they're undefeated. And he's like, I can't, I can't let this happen. I absolutely can. He fires, he fires, uh, what's his name? Uh, McDaniels. He's like, I'm back boys. And then they just, the Raiders go on a run and they, they meet the chiefs in the playoffs and he beats them in Kansas city and wins a super bowl for fucking Vegas. Yeah. Good Lord. What a storyline that would be. I mean, I think that I would be like, okay, I'm not living right now. This is just, this really is a simulation that Tom Brady is just the king right now yeah that would be insanity um i'm gonna i i I still think it's gonna be the chiefs 
it's too early to pick the Lions. I really want to be a contrarian and say the Lions, but I just I can't do that. Yeah. That would be disgusting. I can't. I don't want a repeat of of Philly and and Kansas City. But who else is there? I mean, who else can you really say? Niners, maybe. The, I don't know. The NFC is a cakewalk to me. It really it is. is. I mean, there's two. There's two teams. The AFC sounds like the National League in baseball: Braves, Dodgers, and then who else? Right. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Football. I I'll, I'll agree with you, and and I'll say the 49ers. Uh, it'll be Chiefs, 49ers, a repeat of. 2019 19 19 um and i say you know i'm gonna give it to the niners this year i think brock purdy is gonna be the the ultimate he's gonna be better than than the brady you know he's gonna do it better than brady ever did i think just him winning a super one super bowl might be like all right you did it you're better than brady your story is better than brady's sure Um, ryan hall would appreciate that that's true yeah that would be awesome for him. Super Bowl, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. All right. And let's let's end it on, I guess we'll just fade out. We'll do the Trace McSorley official song because people love that song on TikTok. All right. Four straight state championship game appearances. Very few high major recruiters looked at the six foot tall, 180 pounder and seven quarterback. Throw it on a dime, like I ain't even trying. Just a kid from Briarwoods, I'm wearing number nine. Met Coach Franklin down at Fanny, flipped to Happy Valley. Now I'm coming back and got the natty on my mind. They can't touch my deep ball, every game I'm scoring. I'm your favorite quarterback, they call me Chase McSorley. Rep that blue and white, you know I do it for the glory. Pick up Chase McSorley, Chase McSorley, they call me Chase I mean, Jonathan Gannon should have just played this for his team. <laughs> I mean, if this doesn't fire you up and make you want to run through a good ball for your quarterback, I don't know what will. Now I'm, I'm rethinking the card. <laughs> Just a kid from Briarwoods. I'm wearing number nine. And Coach Franklin down at yeah. I'm changing. I'm changing my pick. Chiefs and Chiefs and Chiefs Cardinals. Cardinals. McSorley gets it done. McSorley. Well, make the Ravens look bad. They let him go. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for watching. Uh, make sure to watch next week. Um, Make sure to watch the latest episode of Summer Smash. It's the championship episode. And uh, check out our brand new website. It drops today as you're listening to this, as this comes out uh, Monday Monday morning. So, um, again, thank you all for watching. Happy Labor Day. Forgot it's Labor Day. When, when you're not in like high school, you forget that there's holidays and, <laughs> yeah. you know, days off and stuff. So um, we'll catch you next week.